You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric May, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at The Athletic Wisconsin. And not joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of Brewhoop.com, Frank Madden. And bringing you today's episode is Action Heat. You can save 20% off your entire Action Heat order if you go to actionheat.com slash lockdown or you use the coupon code LOCKDOWN at checkout to save 20%. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing, so go ahead and take advantage of that deal today. Frank is feeling a little under the weather. Uh, you, as he mentioned on yesterday's podcast, uh, just he wasn't feeling great. You could kind of hear it in his voice, and uh, that only got worse. So Frank is sick. I'm gonna kind of try to plow through this, and uh, you know, this is I'm probably gonna try to keep this on the shorter side, uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm recording this from. My hotel room in Indianapolis here uh, on Thursday morning. The Bucks lost last night. 113-97 was the score. Uh, I did not not a good game for for the for the Bucks. Uh, I would say probably close to their worst game of. Well, I don't want to say their worst game of the season because the Pacers are actually a good team, a good defensive team. Um, so I don't want to say they're worst of the season, um, but maybe the game in, in which the most things went wrong um, and the Bucks played most unlike themselves um, just because they couldn't really do anything right. Uh, looking at the advanced numbers, their offensive rating just 97.2. Uh, the Bucks are obviously... Uh, the, one of the top offensive teams in the entire league defensive rating of 113.2 they are also a top 10 defense and uh, that is not what it looks like uh, they've been good defensive rebounding the basketball the entire season and instead uh, their defense rebound rate was 70.8 percent so um, you know just a night where where none of those things go wrong or none of those things go right excuse me and then on top of all of that, the individual performances were brutal as well. Uh, the starting lineup shoots 17 of 52 outside of Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe was fantastic on the night. Uh, 26 points, 6 assists, 2 steals, a block. Uh, he was 11 of 16, 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, so Eric Bledsoe was fine, but everyone else, not so good. 17 of 52 for the rest of the starting lineup. Giannis was 4 of 7. Middleton was 4 of 18. Lopez was 5 of 16. And Brogdon was 4 of 11. So uh, not a good night for the Bucks starting lineup. Uh, the I guess the, the lowest plus minus of the night, Giannis at minus 31. It was not a good night for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And 
you know, I think the the things that I, I want to focus on is really just kind of one larger thing. And I mean, I think it's, I don't want to be over dramatic, but I do think ultimately it is kind of what the season comes down to. And that's a strange thing to say, I know, uh, in December, but I do, I do think that this game kind of shows us what, what all of this is about. And it shows us, uh, you know, kind of where the season's going to get decided because I, I, I don't think the Pacers are going to be alone in their strategy of, okay, Giannis, you're not going to beat us. We are going to pack the lane. Uh, as Stan Van Gundy so eloquently put it, we're going to build a effing wall and you are not going to beat us. You are going to have to kick it out and you are going to have to kick it out all game. It doesn't matter if in the first quarter, the your teammates had a lot of shots. It, it it does not matter if after a cold first quarter they start taking shots in the second quarter. Doesn't matter. You will not beat us. You will see a wall every single time. You will see multiple defenders every single time, and that's just gonna how that's how it's gonna be. And when it comes down to it, that's going to make things really interesting for the Bucks because it's going to be, it makes, it's going to make it difficult because dunks are easy. Giannis gets a lot of dunks. And, you know, if you decide to uh, take the help that you typically put on Giannis and move it closer to the shooters, then everything opens up. Giannis is able to get what he wants and that's going to kind of be how it is. And, uh, the, not every team is going to be as good as the Pacers defensively. That That is a top five defense. This is uh, a team that, uh, as Chris Herring of 538 noted, really does a nice job defending the drive, really does a nice job defending the corner three, two spots where the Bucks enjoy uh, pretty, pretty good success at the moment. Um, so not everyone's going to be the Pacers, but by the end of the year, in the playoffs – Everyone looks a lot more like the Pacers than they do uh, a bad defensive team, and and that's kind of where where things get interesting. And you know, I think that's kind of where you find the most interesting quotes from post game. And we'll get into a number of those. But you know, one of the other most interesting quotes I have of the night is, "Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing." It's quite a claim. It's quite impressive as well that you can get heat on demand at the touch of a button, all with Action Heat. It's clothing engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. So you can have heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like a heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. It's perfect for any friend or family member on your holiday gift list. Anyone who loves the outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, anyone that loves being outdoors or hates being cold, which I think a lot of Wisconsinites do not enjoy if you are thinking about shoveling a driveway or anything like that, well, Action Heat can kind of help out with that because they that, they can make that activity a whole lot easier. So with Action Heat, we have a special deal 
All you have to do is go to actionheat.com slash lockdown. You can save 20% off your entire order if you go to actionheat.com slash lockedon. That's actionheat.com slash lockdown or use the coupon code lockdown at checkout to save 20%. Stay, ta- t- stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And of course, we are very thankful to have them as one of the sponsors on our podcast. Looking at some of the quotes post game, I mean, I think there's there's a couple things going on here. Right now, uh, Chris Middleton is in the middle of a pretty brutal shooting slump. Uh, he's he scored 21 points against the Spurs. Uh, I think that would be eight games ago. The Spurs were 11 uh, 24. So that so on November 24th, he scored 21 against the Spurs. 8 of 14 that night, 4 of 9 from 3. Uh, since then, things have not gone particularly well. Uh, Charlotte, Chicago, New York, uh, obviously then he missed the game against Detroit, Golden State, Toronto, Cleveland, and then Indiana. And, you know, looking at all those games uh, across those seven, uh, he's just 29 of 99. That's uh, 29.3% from the field. Uh, 14 of 48 from uh, the three-point line in his last seven games. That's 29.2%. Uh, so, obviously, you know, we kind of ended up talking quite a bit about that with him post-game. And, you know, it started with Matt asking, Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, asking, you know, what has your search for rhythm been like? And Middleton, you know, kind of laughed and said, you know, well, a search. I think it's starting to come together. Some good looks last game, a lot of good looks this game. Just thinking about it too much, it'll start going soon. And, you know, I followed up by asking, when you're searching for rhythm, is there a like a go-to you're looking for? Is there a certain shot? Is there something that you know, hey, I make this all the time, so, so let me get to this. And he said, definitely, but it's a little bit different system we're playing, so I can't go back to my old habits as much. Just have to do the best I can finding it the way we're playing now. And uh, then our good friend Kane Pittman asked, you know, slumps happen i think everyone kind of knows that that can happen but you know do you do you like the looks that you've gotten and he said the last two games i have been if you've been a bucks fan for a while this isn't new i've gone through some slumps every season i've been here at some point it's going to come through just got to keep shooting and stay patient and um so i guess the, the all of that with middleton slumping there there's some interesting stuff there uh during his post-game interview malcolm brogdon noted that chris middleton has been sick lately uh, and he's been working through that and you know that contributes as well and you know some some people ask like oh is it is it true that chris middleton has been sick lately and you know like the bucks haven't reported anything about that none of us have really heard anything about that but you know, if Malcolm Brogdon says that Chris has been sick, well, I I can't do anything other than take him at his word and think that Chris Middleton has been sick. So, um, you know, I I think there's a, there's a lot going into that, but you know, the slump he is in is is real, and you know, we've seen 
him slump before. And like I said, I'm sure we'll see him slump again. And um, it, we'll just see how long it takes him to get out of it. Uh, we'll see, you know, when that game, when, when a game kind of breaks it open or, you know, if it's fits and starts where all of a sudden uh, it's out for a couple games and then, or it's broken, excuse me, not out. The the slump is broken for a few games and then it comes back. Like, we'll have to see how it all goes. But, yeah, uh, I think if, you, if you've seen Chris Middleton play before, then, you know, obviously you you know that this this can happen from time to time. Um, but, you know, I, I do think it's kind of interesting uh, to, t- to think through kind of what was going on uh, before all of this. Like, uh, I think at the start of the season, we just ended up seeing everyone get spoiled by Middleton uh, and kind of how well he was shooting through the first you know, 15 or so games, and obviously it's gone down some. Uh, and and really, the, these last couple games, it's it's hurt to have that slump uh, because there's, I think, a couple of games in that seven that maybe he could have swung because uh, the Bucks lost a number of close games. I think there's a number of games he could have swung if he hit those shots, but at the same time, he didn't. And I thought the most interesting part of that was uh, the question that I'd asked about searching for rhythm, if, you know, if, is there a go-to look? And uh, honestly, we kind of heard something similar from Giannis after the game. And I, I just thought the, the start of his post-game interview was incredibly interesting uh, because we we kind of talked through and, you know, I had started by asking, obviously, Giannis, uh, you took just seven shots tonight it's not as not not the same number you normally shoot it's quite a bit less so you know what are what are you trying to do when you see a wall of players in front of you at every like you know every time you touch it and he said i just try to pass the ball make the right play all the time that's pretty much it and i I followed up by asking i think what is is ben has been on my mind for a while and you know i think pretty obvious when you watch Giannis playing this way but you know if you do that every time if if you always make the right play how do you find a rhythm of your own because if every time you touch the ball there's a wall of defenders there's nothing that you can do you uh, there's no way that you yourself can find any sort of rhythm. There's no way you yourself can attempt to get going because you're just making the right play. And Giannis's answer was pretty simple. He said, you can't. And then he, he knew that he, he wanted to expand on that a little bit, but that, that was it. You can't. And he followed it up by, I never had the ball. I had multiple multiple defenders around me. I had to pass the ball, and the game did not come back to me. We never as a team forced the issue for the game to come back to me. My team wants me to be unselfish. I'm going to pass the ball, and that's going to be it. He continued, my teammates have been doing a great job all season knocking down shots. I've just got to keep trusting them, and they're going to knock down shots. And, you know after he had said that, I had kind of asked, well, you know, how hard is that, you know, 
as a game goes on and those shots aren't falling. And he says, it's not hard. That's my job. That's my new role. So I've got to keep doing it. And then I asked again, you know, is there some thought at some point, like, I need to force it. I need to force the action and get myself going. And he said, I think about it every night, but that's an ego thing. So I try to keep my ego inside me and I try to make the right play. And, you know, I think just all of that is is really interesting because, you know, it's it's a look at the Bucks system from their two best players and the ways in which that system can create, but also the ways in which that system can limit them individually. And I, th- I think what I was mentioning at the start is this is the question of the whole season is the Bucks are going to continue to see this and the Bucks are going to continue uh, to encourage Giannis to make the right play and that becomes harder when, t- when his teammates don't make shots. But on top of all of that, it also becomes harder for both him and and Middleton to obviously a lesser extent, but to both those guys when there isn't large deviations out of the system where, uh, you know, one of the, the things that was infuriating about Jason Kidd's system was, you know, the, the over-reliance on ISOs and how lazy the, the scheme could become and, you know, all of, all of the, the lack of movement and and all of these things that made the offense overly simplistic and uh, you know easy to defend and you know how much it relied on tough shots from those guys but you know really good scorers one can make can take and make tough shots and and two you know I think no matter what both those guys could try to find looks that they knew that they could get they tried to find ways uh, that they knew that they were comfortable and they they really found some go-to spots obviously Giannis has talked all season about how this is this system can be a struggle. I mean, the Bucks were seven and zero or six and zero at the time when Giannis and I talked about this and talked about how he was struggling and talked about how he wasn't quite sure how he fits into the system, where his spots are, what he's supposed to do, and a lot of that was because of the randomness that the Bucks play with, where uh, they just have a lot of cuts, a lot of player movement, and uh, you know that's that's great and it makes it harder to defend, but. It also makes it more difficult to get into a rhythm, and when you aren't hitting shots and when you aren't in that rhythm, then it's harder to find a, an individual rhythm, a rhythm for yourself. And, um, you know, I think the Bucks are, I, at some point, this is existential, this is philosophical, um, but, you know, I, I think the the thing that stands out about everything from last year's playoffs is the Rockets missing 27 straight threes. 
the Rockets have the Warriors on the ropes, and again, maybe if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, maybe it's not just on the ropes, it's be- they have them beat. But, you know, they relied on their system, and in the end, their system failed them because no one could hit a three. And, you know, we've seen some some outlier games this year where the Bucks don't hit shots, the other team hits shots, things like that. Um, but those things happen, and in the end... I would believe that Mike Boonholzer thinks four times out of seven, my team's going to hit enough shots. We're not going to have those outlier shooting games. We are going to find a way to win four out of seven games. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea. I don't disagree with, uh, you know, the idea of process over results. Um, but, you do have to kind of put yourself on the line there. And, you know, I think the one major difference between the Rockets thinking about their system and the Bucks thinking about theirs is in the Rocket system, I think even on nights where they were having poor shooting, James Harden and Chris Paul could feel a level of ownership of that system that, may not be here with the Buck system. In, in Houston, it was so ISO heavy. It was it was so ball dominant for those two guys that even if they were being forced to pass a lot, even if uh, you know they were creating good looks and, and their teammates were missing, in those moments they had the ball a lot. They, they they just had it like they were isoing and creating those looks for those for their teammates so no matter what they could feel a large part of the offense but like last night with the bucks if you force it out of Giannis's hands early like there's no guarantee that he gets it back and that's the system like the system is going to be ball movement and um player movement and you know if if the Pacers can force the ball out of Giannis's hands, and then the next time he touches it, you show him a wall again, and he has to give it up again. Like, there's just there's not a way to force that action to him and through him. And you know, I think that could end up being really big. And then you know, in, in the same way that Chris Middleton is talking about his slump, like I think we all know kind of what Chris Middleton's go-to shots are. Like, okay, let me get a switch and. Let me get a baseline fader and uh, let's hop on the Tough Shot Express. And again, those weren't things that you ended up liking, but those were things that could be important for his rhythm, that that could be important for breaking him out of a slump. Those are looks that over the years he's gotten very good at shooting, that he very much likes, and he feels very comfortable in, in this year he doesn't have those same shots. His three-point attempt rate is is way up, which I think all of us have called for for a while, but that th- those aren't shots he's necessarily comfortable shooting. Those are shots he's still getting used to shooting. And, you know, I think the, it's this really interesting philosophical existential question about how the Bucks play and, and what their system is is all about it and I think it's going to be really interesting to watch it play out through this season because both those guys have to believe they have to know that playing the system is the best thing to do and 
Uh, they, they both say the right things. They both continue to play Bud's system. Uh, but in the end, you know, do they feel that once the Bucks are, you know, down 3-2 in a series and they need a win? Uh, are they believing, oh, well, my, my teammates missed their first six threes. Uh, you know, should, should I stay within the system or should I, should I go and, and get some ISO looks that, you know, I know I like, and you know, I think it's just going to be this really interesting conflict. And, uh, the, uh, I thought last night was the most we saw, we saw Giannis especially, and obviously Chris as well, kind of re- uh, rebel's not the right word because they both played the system the way it was meant to be played, but, um, you know, rebelled against some of the ideas of the way in which this team was built. And I, I think it makes for really interesting conflict and really difficult conflict because, you know, they need to feel the, the confidence that they need to feel and uh, the the Bucks and, and Mike Boonholzer have to find a way to get them to feel that again. And uh, that can be difficult in a system that you're just learning and in a system that maybe limits the offensive control that you can have uh, because ball movement is so important. And, you know, I think it's just going to be, to me, it, it's going to be really interesting. So I think that's kind of the spot that I'll leave it. I don't want to ramble on too long, but uh the Bucks are in an interesting spot um, because I think we're seeing more and more teams just say, whatever, uh, we're going to pack it in against Giannis. He's going to kick it out, and we're going to cross our fingers for a bad shooting night. And, and honestly, I think that's the best way for teams to go about it. Like, I don't think that's crazy at all for, for teams to do, and I think there should be no deviation from them that, you know, if the Bucks end up hitting their first five threes, well, you probably just deal with it. You probably just say, well, what are you going to do? And we're, we're going to stay here and we're going to keep denying Giannis driving lanes. And, you know, we're going to hope that in the second quarter you get cold. And if they keep hitting in the second quarter, you're going to hope in the third quarter that they get cold. And if they keep hitting, you're going to hope in the fourth quarter they get cold. Maybe by that point the game's already over. But, you know, I think more and more teams are just going to gonna force the Bucks to live and die by the three, which at this point they appear willing to do. But you know, the Bucks do have to start hitting more threes. So um, I think really interesting stuff going on right now. We can get some of Frank's thoughts on it tonight. Uh, also tonight, I'm going to be at Boswell Books signing uh, my book, 100 Things Bucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. So if you want to come by, that would be awesome. I would love to see any and all of you. Uh, but that'll be tonight at Boswell Books in downtown Milwaukee. So if you feel like joining us, That'd be greatly appreciated. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you getting through all of this with me, with no Frank. And I appreciate you hoping the best for Frank, that he gets healthy and he's better and all ready to go. So a big thanks to all of you for listening. And that is going to be it for us for today. Uh, also, a big thanks to Action Heat for sponsoring the podcast. Again, that's actionheat.com slash lockdown, or use the coupon code lockdown at checkout at actionheat.com. That'll save you 20% off your entire heated 
your entire excuse me 20 percent off your entire order on the world's best battery heated clothing so check all of that out and thank you for listening for frank man i'm eric name this has been lockdown bucks we'll talk to you tomorrow